Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another amazing episode of the Affiliated Podcast. And this is actually what I'm super excited for because we're going to be talking to somebody with a totally different perspective, but I would say a type of product, a type of company, a type of business you have 100% interacted with before. And that is we're going to be speaking with a very successful e-com kind of business owner. They have multiple SKUs. It's a supplement brand. I say brand because it's not just an offer. This is a brand owner. Someone's working with brands. Um, so we're really looking at something a little bit different than some of uh, the normal people we talk to every single day. And I'm so excited for that. So not only are we going to have our special guest, TJ Ferreira, um, who I want to say Ferrara, but I will say it the proper way. Um, and also joined by, of course, my co-host and the delightful, amazing Thomas McMahon. Thomas, how are you doing today before we formally introduce our host in here or guest well, i'm doing great we got another tj so we got two tjs here which i'm stoked by oh, oh yeah, yeah i forgot what's your, what's your what's your j for i'm a joseph i'm a jerome oh whoa is cooler I'm just super unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that one threw me like, off. I'm, I'm, joseph, yeah. joseph. I'm like jerome yeah. and they're like uh yeah yep. i don't think I'm you did it right seriously <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and with that though, we want to bring you perfectly bring in TJ, another TJ uh, with Bubs Naturals. So, Bubs is a really great brand, great story behind it, um, and we're going to talk more about that today. But, but just to highlight, guys, what we really want to focus on is TJ is actually going to give us a little bit of a, a look at what the landscape of his life is, what what ecom looks like, what what acquisition looks like, what are the challenges, the successes, kind of how their business is. And with that, very recently, TJ, um, you actually had some conversations a long time ago, but had been exposed to the direct response world, and now has recently gotten on to ClickBank because of what he saw from what ecom is to what we do in direct response and a beautiful bridge that needs to happen in between. So we're excited to have that conversation with him and share it all with you guys today. With that, TJ, how are you doing this afternoon, evening, wherever you might be? But I believe you're in Austin. I can't remember. No, no, no. Knoxville, Tennessee right now. Oh, uh, nice. For, okay. for the next week and then moving to Colorado. Uh, not the dogs oh, nice. myself too hard, but if you're in the Denver area, holler at me. Um, <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Great to have you. And obviously, we just need to acknowledge is, uh, you know, facial hair aficionados, great mustache. That is a stash <laughs> of kings. Thank you. Thank we, you. We feel yeah. just so grateful to have it here today. So with that, um, you know, TJ, one of the big things we really want to discuss is you've been in this e-com game for a while. You have a successful brand in the e-com space. And it is something, like I said, we we don't always primarily focus on in the ClickBank world, but it's been a, a point of discussion emphasis for, for a while now. So um, with that being said, I'd love to just hear it. I know it sounds kind of dumb, but like walk me through a day in the life of an e-com business owner. Like what, what are kind of the worries that you guys have? What are the focuses you have, particularly around kind of the acquisition side? Yeah, uh, the day in the life currently. And I mean, for context, for everybody listening, I've been in this space for I'm really aging myself right now. 25 years. Uh, Yahoo RTML, Yahoo Stores. If you remember that in 1998, that was my uh, that was my jam when I was 16 years old. Um, so I've been around the space um, doing yeah early e-com startup, early e-com launches on some pretty simple platforms, all the way through mid market and enterprise. So I was a solutions architect and sales engineer for WebSphere, Hybris, uh, ATG before they got bought by Oracle, Demandware before they got bought by Sales or Salesforce. Um, launched Ralph Lauren Asia Pacific, Apple Macy's, Williamson. I've seen every brand in the sun probably have been in either on a consulting side or on a 
running the brand side for the most part. Um, so a lot of experience and at least a lot of exposure um, in the space. I would say let's let's table the experience and go with the exposure <laughs> first. Um, that being said, the way I usually pitch it is like I know where the bodies are buried. I've seen it since pretty much day one and haven't changed jobs at all. I've been in this space. Um, so that's the background. The current, the day-to-day is actually for us a super small team um it, it kind of depends it's like a bottle rocket with the tail cut off it's up one day <laughs> and it's down the other day and then it's 40 different things on a to-do list tomorrow um but for example and for context this morning we just launched a uh, a single origin coffee just an extension to our coffee line it was building product in the back end of contentful and shopify this morning <laughs> like and literally right before the call chopping up background removals on photoshop um so our team is still super small super nimble um but i've been doing this stuff in some capacity whether it's editing and launching products or actually running the platform or doing seo or affiliate or paid marketing etc etc since day one so i'm usually kind of the catch-all if something's falling behind in the business and then able to get that across the finish line for the most part um so yeah today was a lot of a scramble but um from the high level it's usually just picking levers that we're going to pull and and trying to optimize so again is it search engine marketing are we running the paid side of things are we doing paid social and paid search are we doing ugc are we doing any type of ambassador affiliate program affiliate program on the non-direct response side so hey we have x ambassador they have a coupon code we're checking it through something like Shopify Collabs would be, uh, for instance. Um, Beyond that, are we doing SEO? How's the site being optimized? How's the tech stack looking? What are the integrations that's falling apart? So, I mean, we're juggling something at any given time. Um, My my kind of high-level description of it is e-com directors and VPs of e-com are the, the sleeper CEOs of the business. They're the ones that could slot in at any given time and basically take over the entire organization if need be because they touch every component just on the digital side. So they're touching logistics, they're touching product development, they're touching marketing in some capacity, some way, shape or form. It might not be IRL, but it's definitely on the digital side and it's kind of in line with the brands. And then we're getting through P&L management and all the finances and everything like that. And whether it's just on your segment or you're running it for the whole channel, looking at P&L for the whole channel, it's it's weaving in and out of some capacity of that and so yeah very happy with where i sit and the exposure that i've gotten throughout the years but uh yeah it's definitely not linear by any stretch yeah i I think a lot of uh, our offer owners and even affiliates could could really resonate with that feeling right like what five what five fires today do we have to put out before i get coffee right so yeah yeah that's that's a big one now um, one of the things you kind of mentioned was the the channels, and you mentioned a lot of channels that I think sound familiar, but probably look quite a bit different. Yeah. Um. So especially you already know kind of the direct response model. You're looking for like conversion day one, but that's not necessarily the way that you guys are, are structuring a lot of your traffic, at least our understanding. So walk no, me kind of through your guys's um, you know, before you got into the direct response world, what did acquisition look like for you? What were the things you were focused on, and some of the challenges you had? Yeah. And you could keep it relatively high level for sure. Yeah. Um. So I mean. One, I I want to make the cash register ring, which is why ClickBank direct response resonates so well with me. Um, with my business partner, it's a full brand play, right? So we have to have this dance in between full acquisition, hammering people over the head, getting the credit card and getting a checkout, getting that conversion, and then maintaining and nurturing that consumer after the conversion versus, hey, how are we going to throw the line in the water 
in blue ocean, so to speak, and try to find the right, you know, the right patty to fish under or something in those lines, which is kind of where we were at on the, on the brand side of things and the non-DR side of things. It's telling the story. It's seeing if those things resonate with people. It's not so much the copy as much as the emotion under the copy, right? I'm not trying to take somebody from point A to the promised land of a conversion. I'm trying to take them from point A of no exposure to this brand into getting them indoctrinated into who we are, what we do, the reason why we started, the reason why Sean and I started this and kind of that that underlying do good, so to speak, that we want out of this. And there's a lot to do in a very short period of time. I mean, I described, you know, four or five things, but reality is we only have about four seconds to make that work on any bidding platform, whether I'm doing it in a blog, whether, uh, whether an ambassador or an influencer is posting out on UGC. I mean, that, that thumb stop point on Facebook ads is, is pretty quick for most people. So you don't have a lot of time to get it across. So usually what we're doing is that's the indoctrination top of funnel. And then we're, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and some sort of retargeting capacity in both of those. Email acquisition channel, SMS acquisition channel. How many touch points do I actually need to have with my consumer before I get them to convert? And then for us as a brand, how much value am I actually giving that consumer before I ask for a credit card? Because that... factually field of dreams e-commerce went away in 1998 if you build it they will come that's long gone and now it's actually caring about your consumer and and i i feel that those models are a lot better than just the handout credit card credit card credit card you see the cltv drop pretty harsh in most of those models so the longer you're you're caring about your customer and you're giving value to your customer on the non-dr side the better things are that also does is just paint a really, really good lens on how to shift it into the DR model because the conversions happen so fast. Most people don't really work with that nurture sequence on the back end. Now we get the fast conversion and now I can indoctrinate you with the brand afterwards on the DR side. So models kind of flipped, but every asset that we've created is going to be used and repurposed multiple times. It's just at what point in the sales cycle are we introducing them? When what like channels are you mostly focused on when you look at the digital side? Is it what platforms you kind of targeting for like the first exposure points? Yeah. So our first exposure points originally were email, SMS and paid social. And that was it. We were really, really lethal at paid social. Um, I've been on um, Google AdWords since day one, Facebook since day one for the most part. So those were second nature to me. And again, super small team. At the time we were launching this brand, I was the only one doing those things. So we'd have an agency step in or step out here or there. And the one thing that I ask every agency is just hold par. I'm not the best person at the world at this stuff. I just have a lot of time under the sun. And as long as you don't backslide, we're going to have a great relationship. And the unfortunate thing is every agency we got kind of backslid pretty fast. (laughs) So I'd always find myself stepping back in, which is totally fine. Um, But yeah, paid search, paid social were kind of the the clinchers. And paid social, we had a really good ad that was uh, a total fluke. Uh, the way it was said and the way the script came out, it was 100% organic. We we threw up an iPhone and a friend of ours started rattling off a bunch of talking points. And strangely enough, it was it was almost blueprinted out for the best converting VSL. <laughs> like the, oh. the and, and it was completely unintentional. I mean, it was this is literally three idiots in a garage four or five years ago, and you know a tripod and iPhone are like, yeah, say something cool and let's get this up and see what happens. And we launched it. And it was just hit after hit after hit. Even to this day, three years later, that ad is still going and hitting hard. Um, so 
that was fortunate for us. But then, you know, you're balancing every other aspect out in the back end of that. It's like, hey, what does my acquisition look like for email? How am I talking to these people in email? It's not really a transact and forget the customer kind of thing. So there's a lot of there's a lot of relationship building on the back end for us on the digital side. Gotcha. That makes a ton of sense. Can, would, can you highlight a little bit, if we talked around it, but can you give us a bit of a background of the brand and kind of how y'all got started? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, I've been in this space for quite a bit of time. Um, and whether it was enterprise SMB or mid market, I've got exposure to some level of brands along the way. The last, um, I don't want to call it job, but the last uh, interesting thing I was doing before we started Bubs uh, was an Amazon reselling brand. Um, so I was, if I'm not mistaken, and Dave Asprey and the team will probably kill me for saying this, but uh, I was the first, I, I'm pretty sure the first person to uh, to sell Bulletproof on Amazon. It was wildfire almost two months after that and uncontrollable, the amount of third-party sellers coming in, but I had a really, really good just saw the angle, took it real quick. And we were doing a, a decent amount of money out of a garage, basically, and just having pallets <laughs> come to the house and turning pallets back to Amazon. <laughs> One of the fast movers that we saw, and this was 2014, 2015 that we were doing this. Uh, one of the fast movers we saw was collagen and MCT. And for me, the pain point on MCT on the bulletproof side was liquid MCT. Liquids don't ship very well and oil and adhesive doesn't mix very well. So the, the cap seals for all the liquid that I get into my garage, it just be exploded pallets and kind of worthless. So fast forward, you know, 2017, I see a tub of collagen on Sean, my business partner's table and I'm over his house. Um, one morning having coffee, we're kind of work gating on a bunch of different projects. And we, um, we helped a startup, uh, something that he co-founded get off the ground. Um, fortunately had an exit to that a little bit later, but, um, we were sitting there kind of stagnant with not a lot to do. Hey, this startup's up and moving and what is the next thing? And we both kind of looked at each other and recognized that we work really well together. Um, we just didn't know what capacity that was going to be the back of my head. I thought it was just going to be consulting over and over and over again, because that's where I've made all my money and kind of my mark, um, for him. He started uh, DC Snow Division. So for DC Shoes, if anybody's familiar with that action sports brand, he started the Snow Division. And prior to that was um, was the head of Burton Snow Team. So he got brought on to Burton to chase uh, like 15-year-old Sean White around the world and make sure he did his homework. And uh, so he had a lot of that brand mentality underneath him. And I had kind of that cash register ringing mentality underneath me, saw a tub of collagen on the table. And I'm like, you really take that stuff? Meanwhile, for context, I never took it. I was just selling it. I'm like, great, <laughs> people like it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and Sean was a little bit older than me at the time. He's 40, I think 47 when we started this. Um, and, uh, and was just raving about the benefits, his hair, his skin, his nails, his joints. And we were kind of CrossFit-esque, um, you know, training together. So there was a lot of deadlifts, a lot of cleaning jerks, a lot of snatches. And I'm watching this guy, you know, again, at that time, I'm like 33, 34, and he's, you know, 47, and he's broken in my garage. Like every time he's lifting, just broken. And I'm watching the, the improvements happening, and nothing's changing in his life aside from adding two, three scoops of collagen to his coffee. And I'm like, wow, this makes no sense, but it makes all the sense in the world at the same time. Like, cool. So anyway, has stuff on the table and like, let's start, a, let's start a company. And, um, we started napkin mapping the thing out and he had a 
brand new kid. I think his kid was like maybe three months old at the time or something like that. And he was like, there's no way I'm starting a company. And we're jotting down all these numbers it's on napkins. Like literally, like, what's the cost of a tub? What's the cost to fill collagen? I don't know. Let's just assume it's X and work backwards from kind of the pricing in the market. And we kind of figured it all out. And we we're like, yeah, there's some good margin potentially. Like this could be viable. And the lightning in the bottle moment happened when we literally both looked at each other, like cup of coffee in each of our hands, take a sip. And we both looked down and like, I wish it was on film to this day because it was literally like locked eyes. And we were both at the same time. We got to do something cool for charity though. And immediately Sean knew what charity it was because um, his best friend in 2012 was one of the two Navy SEALs that died in Benghazi. So we, uh, we called the company Bubs Naturals after Glenn Bub Doherty, one of the two Navy SEALs that passed in Benghazi, uh, saving the American consulate there. And that was Sean's um, best friend and roommate at the time. Sean was the executor of his estate. So had two black SUVs pull up to his house, hand him the American flag. Hey, your best friend's dead. Like that sucks for everybody. Our purpose on the back end with the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation was to really just make sure that doesn't happen to more people. Um, I had a, a really good friend or have a really good friend that's a combat controller. I would be heartbroken if somebody came to my house and said, hey, Mike's dead. Um, and I don't want that happening to kids and I don't want that happening to other families. It's just disruptive, not fun um, and super sad. So how do we transition special operations soldiers out of the military into civilian life through scholarships so they don't have to contract while contracting and playing the Blackwater game or the Triple Canopy game is is really lucrative for most most guys in the space, there's stability elsewhere. And we wanna make sure that, hey, you don't have to go down range and put yourself in harm's way. Go be a pilot, go get your MBA, go be a welder. It doesn't matter. How do we cover gaps in the GI Bill? So that was really the precipice of the company. And then we backfilled product into that, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's, That's really awesome. cool. So did you yeah. know what you wanted to give and can kind of backed into the economics that way? Yeah, that, that was exactly it. It was like, hey, how are we going to do this if we're going to put, you know, factually a dead guy's name on the tub? Like, it's got to stand for the utmost top quality. We have to make sure that we really honor the experience. And like, I mean, it shows in a repeat customer rate and everything like that. Looking back on the metrics, I'm like, yeah, we did this the right way and it's well received. But, you know, when you're when you're ground zero and coming up with it and trying to backfill from the purpose, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit different than, Hey, I got this really good product market fit. Let's go. Like we knew yeah. the product market had some fit, but whether or not the branding was there, the quality was there and all of that stuff, that's what took the legwork for us was just to really make sure that we have something that we don't mind putting Glenn's name on. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just us and the fact that Sean, you know, was the executor of Glenn's estate and kind of running that whole thing. It's, it's, every past teammate of Glenn that we had to run this past and like, Hey, would you be cool doing this? Would you be cool if neither Sean nor I were Navy SEALs? We don't have tridents. We didn't serve. Would you be cool with two civilians running this? How does this look? And everybody unanimously came back, including family. That was like, Glenn would kick your ass if you didn't do this. So you kind of have to, <laughs> and you know, fast forward five years, here we are. And it's, you know, it's been an absolute wild ride, but, uh, I wake up every morning, completely grateful with the amount of sales that we have and uh and the amount of receptivity we have and the positive feedback that we get from everybody i'm mind blown every day i wake up still and i'm just like i can't believe i get i deserve to live this life right now like this is wild to me so yeah it's, it's a great spot to be in right now yeah I mean, that's a, that's such a great i love that story in terms of 
not only that there's something very organic in the way that it that started, right? Like yeah. that product fit, the design, the idea of seeing opportunity when it's there, but then being able to create and and have a cornerstone to it that matters and becomes that guiding principle and that guiding light for the quality of what the brand should be is just really awesome. And it comes from such a, a good place and a good cause that you just can't do anything but feel good about, right? At least continue totally. to do that. So with that, as we just like whip neck and go in completely different directions. So circling back, we, we talked a lot about kind of the acquisition side of things. Um, yep. And one of the challenges, which didn't say, I actually, we didn't say the challenges. We talked about kind of the style, right? You have to, you have a, a limited time. You got to get a brand out there. You got to get an impression. You got to build a relationship relationship and then spend that time in the back end to, to continue to bring as much value before you ask for a conversion as possible. That being said, we, we see that that could be challenging, but what are the specific challenges that you guys face in the e-com space that really led you to look into the, the direct response world and think, man, that seems really nice. I'm just kind of curious to see that. Yeah, that, for sure. That transition. Um, I mean, so many things lead into this, to be honest with you, because it was, um, Again, being in the space for so long, I've had so many friends that played the true affiliate game, the Reservatrol and the, you know, the ED pills and everything like that and had some great offers or some ebooks or some recipe ebooks. But everybody that I knew on that side was always crushing in some capacity. And it's it's really cool looking at all the the conferences in Dubai and every all the parties being thrown from the true affiliate guys. And I'm like, yeah, there's something to be said over there. However, um, it was something that we were always gun shy about predominantly because of Sean, um, of like, how are we going to sour this brand? Because we don't want to get in here and mid hop and, and play that can't unloop yourself from a subscription game or anything like that. Like we really do care about our consumers. So like, I wouldn't want, you know, aunt Betty from Kansas calling me up and giving me the, Hey, you charged me 97 times and I still can't get out of this. And I found your cell off of like, what's going on, dude. So it was a little bit of gun shy. And I know that's not um, specifically what's required to get in the DR level, but it was just being guilty by association. And again, for me, I wanted the cash register ring. So I don't want to say it crippled, but it definitely hindered progress of like, hey, there's some low hanging fruit over there, but don't touch it. Like you don't, you don't want to take the apple from that tree. Yeah. Don't do that <laughs> stuff, right? So we, all the truth we played the paid search. Yeah, we played the paid search and paid social game for a long time and basically conversion rate optimization and small offers and checkout bumps and like every little trick and tip that we could do um, along the way. And, you know, and really it came down to it as iOS 14, and iOS 15 murdered everybody. Fortunately, we didn't get hit super hard on that. We really prepped ahead of time and laid a good foundation. But at the same vein, it still affected folks, whether it's 80% or 20%, it still hit. And we were somewhere in the middle of that. And, you know, come, I want to say November of this year, despite the fact of having relationships with ClickBank and being on calls since like 2020, I think it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> came around in November of this year and we dropped a significant amount of money on Meta and looked at it and we were like, this is unsustainable. <laughs> like, we're going to have to figure something else out. And just had a hard conversation with ourselves of like, literally, where is the low hanging fruit? Where are people making cash? And always came back to true direct response affiliate side. And when you look at some of the, and I, there's other brands, like true brands in the space that have done it and done it right. 
Drew Canoli's company with Organifi being one of them. I'll shout out to him. He was a beacon of light and that company was a beacon of light for where we could go and what we could do. And I know they made their name on ClickBank for the most part. So that was really positive for us. Um, Human, HVMN is another company that's kind of in our space, um, A16Z funded and they're predominantly more liquid ketones and things like that, but still MCT collagen. I watched them early on get some good traction on the back end. And from my research, they were white labeling and changing their brand name a little bit here and there. But at the same time, still really good customer acquisition and cash flow and can't knock that. So then it came our turn. And, you know, after burning a lot of money, it was like, okay, we should really reapproach this ClickBank thing. And the girls on the team there, Lauren and Lori, I mean, that was pretty much cold call for us. And it was like, yeah, this is serendipitous. It's about time that we actually take the next step in this. And we had, uh, we had some team members that had some bandwidth and some guys that we really trusted in house to, you know, to take this lead and actually make it happen. And we had soft offers built in the ClickBank and pre-approved products and things like that, but just nothing firing. And, um, and your team over there, like handheld us straight through top to bottom into launching an offer. And it was honestly the best thing I could have ever asked for. Um, there's very few companies that I like working with in this space anymore. Um, just because it's 99% sell the dream service, the nightmare, every brand you talk to out there is doing something a little weird. And you guys, I mean, talk about adding value to your customers before asking for anything. It was like, Hey guys, we're going to get in your Slack and we're going to be shoulder to shoulder with you this entire time until we hit launch. Oh, and as a matter of fact, we're going to help you find affiliates. Oh, and as a matter of fact, we're going to do this for you too. And it was just like, so much value being poured onto our laps and education into our laps about, hey, where this can go, that it was so hard to say no. And it was so hard to be like, this isn't going to work. Or even to sell it through and be like, hey, we are going to have to do a little dance. And it was laid out perfectly for a brand to get into the space. And it was the right time. And we hit it hard. Very nice. That's awesome. That's more than we even asked for. That was great, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, well, a couple, a couple follow ups to that because I think one thing you know, the, knowing getting the affiliates, right? Because that's one. Yeah. That's a big barrier. I think one of the barriers I want to talk about before we could jump into that piece, just to see your experience. I know we've, you know, you you've been paired up with some great affiliates so far to this point too. But is I think how to find that voice in a world where sometimes things can get you know you that balance, right? That yeah. we want to have a voice. We want to protect the brand that we've created, what it stands for. But we're also competing in the world where some people are brand agnostic and they'll say the most aggressive thing, yep. regardless of if, you know, what, what could happen afterwards just to get the sales. So where totally. have you guys found that balance and maybe what are some of the barometers that you've used um, to maximize those conversions without necessarily, um, I don't want to say selling your soul, but you know, yeah, yeah, for yeah, lack totally. of a better there, metaphor, there a we'll dance that you have to do in this space for sure. Um, and and believe me, if the the gloves were off, man, I'd sell my soul yesterday. Like I don't even, I don't even care. Let's just make a cash register. Right. Yep, yep. But the reality of it is, we do have a brand to protect. Um, we do have somebody's name to protect. There's a legacy there. Um, so the left and right limits for for the direct response copy, so to speak, were let's not overstep brand and let's not overpromise factual um, label claims, so to speak. So uh, are, we, are we making claims of hair, skin, and nails, and are they supported by studies and substantiated? Obviously, that's something that you guys audit, and that's something that, uh, that I actually take really serious as part of this because that means every other brand that's doing offers to you guys is actually having a little bit of left and right limits too. Um, but for us, it was like, hey, let's really stay within those guidelines. And if our brand voice where it's 
semi-sarcastic, semi-humorous, but with a lot of love and a lot of value is said through that DR. And it's still salesy enough to make sure it's hooked and we're relating the problem and we're making sure that we have all the benefits and we're speaking the features last and what's in it for me first and all of that good stuff. Then we got a great balance. Are we able to carry it through in long form and make something, mention something about the charitable component, about Glenn in the back end and tie it up? Yes. Do they make it that far? Who knows? But at least it's there. And at least we're leading with as much positivity as we can without you know, the handout for the credit card after the second sentence. And there was a time for that. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a time for that. And, and I know it converts. And in fact, like we've done a lot of A-B testing of our ClickBank offers, just pushing through meta ads. And they actually perform really well as a landing page. <laughs> like they perform yeah. really well Surprise. as a landing page. <laughs> yeah. but we, yeah. So for Facebook media buyers, just if you're listening to this and you're affiliate, just so you know, it performs really well. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get in the performance marketing, dude, it's, yeah. a lot of them do really well. It's, it's actually surprising to me. I'm like, holy cow, this is actually, I don't have to take you to a site and I'm actually explaining everything and, and you as a user are reading it. Didn't think that mm -hmm. was going to happen, but lo and behold, yeah, it converts really well. So it's just a matter of packaging it up super nice within those limits for us and getting it out there. And um, yeah, it's not hitting somebody over the head with the, this cures cancer. Guess what? Use it. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's a little overstated. So let's yeah. step it back and let's get within our limits. And to be honest with you, we have a really good legal team on our back end too. That's like top tier, making sure that we don't screw around for the future. So <laughs> yeah, great. we our legal team reviews everything for CPG label compliance, the whole nine yards, and they'll, they'll review every claim of everything that we do and, and get kind of crazy. Did you do so all the copywriting? And we get a wrist slap before anybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> did you do all the copywriting and offer building out in-house or did you need to hire out for like kind of the more direct response? Yeah. So we definitely it? didn't do it in-house um, on any stretch. The early ClickBank pages that we had weren't in-house. Um, we outsourced to a DR writer. And then this last round, we outsourced to a DR writer as well. As much as uh, Sean and I would like to say that we can do it, we're not that, we're not that person. I mean, and again, my time in the space, like I, TJ and Megan from uh, from Fresh Press Olive Oil, like really good friends with those guys. And Gary Benson Vega did all of their copy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not standing even next to that. I'm not even in the <laughs> same room as that. There's right, no yeah. way. So I'm yep. going to step back and let the professionals handle what the professionals do. And, you know, and if something's overstepped in there, then I'll correct it. But everything that we had was outsourced. And our, our team internally, full time, I think we're at seven people, maybe. Uh, it's not crazy. So yeah, we're constantly looking for experts to work with. Yeah. Well, I love, you know, one thing I think it's, uh, we, we discount too much. One of the things with the brand, the brand quality, the product quality you guys have, that does allow for less aggression to be needed too, right? Yeah. When you have an inherent trust, you have a story of a brand that that's done the work. It's got, you, you know, you have everything supported on Google. If somebody happens to go there, you have the content right. back end. You know, it does bring that level of trust that otherwise when you're in a DR space and you have to talk about an ancient Chinese secret that you've never yeah. heard of, which is why the brand you're about to hear of, you'll never hear of again and haven't heard of prior. You know, you need that. You need to be a little bit totally. more sensational to to make up for the lack of of anything, anything else that would, would back it up. And you guys 100%. don't have to do that. So when you get to blend those together though, that's where you get something that could perform 
um, not only very well, but very sustainably. It could be perform well for a long, yeah. long time, which I think is really exciting to see a brand like yours and make that leap over. Now, one thing before we go, say, I know this has been fantastic and you've been amazing with your time, TJ. But one thing I think is really interesting that um, we actually talked about before we got on here, but I definitely like to talk about more. And, and you've kind of alluded to this is oftentimes I think people hear affiliates and you mentioned a little bit earlier, well, you know, ambassadors, not quite the same affiliates that you guys are talking about, but um, we look at this channel and could think it's, it's just affiliates. I could take the share sale game. I could take the Racton, you know, kind of these, those type of affiliates, yep. that same approach will be just fine. We have that, right. Which is not the case. So kind of right. walk into when you look at, when you get, okay, click bank affiliates or performance, the direct response world, what was the approach that you guys had to take to really start to see this shift or at least that you've taken this time? Yes. The, the original, like you said, with the share cell and the Rakutans and those people that are basically coupon cabin or honey for the most part and like in, in flipping out deals to those guys so that anybody can search for a coupon. That's good. And that's got its place. And it, it, it definitely, it's a component to a business that I've seen it work in two areas. One, you have tenure, you've been in the space and you're just trying to squeeze that last little bit. So that's a nice add on. If you're trying to build backlinks, it's another great way because a lot of folks don't necessarily know follow or no index um, their links. So you get a lot of balance there from backlinks as well, which is super good. But when it comes into the direct response and that performance side of things, it is a completely different beast. It's people that have private communities and lists. And I, 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 for the, the brand owners that are out there, the people that are looking to kind of dip their toe in the water, you know, think of it as your best UGC ambassador, your best person on 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 Instagram, and you know, say they have fifty thousand followers. You just equate that to somebody that has fifty thousand emails, and they're shotgunning out some copy to that audience, and and the email list responds to certain triggers a little bit different, and they have a pre built demographic and all those things. So you're you you know the audience more, I guess I would say, and and know kind of what you're getting into you just have to speak to that audience and relate to that audience which i think is where most people fall into the trap is what i have is going to apply to this and it's like no it's not even going to come close it won't even resonate and to be honest with you most of the people that have lists or are willing to push out your offer don't want to do it when they found out that you did it the same as everything else because inherently they know it's just not going to convert so you really have to take a step back and, you know, again, my recommendation is find a professional if you haven't done it before, get somebody to help you with your landing pages, get somebody to help you with your direct copy and, and build that stuff out and get a really stable foundation and then take it into the market. Yeah, no, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, what a perfect thing um, and a perfect way to look at it. You know, it's a different channel. It's a different process, yeah. a different language. Um, and, you know, don't expect yourself to know Mandarin Chinese, just get an interpreter. That's sometimes a much faster totally. route um, instead of trying to figure it out yourself. So absolutely. Uh, um, you know, with that, actually, one, one thing, too, that I think is really cool is, uh, you know, you mentioned some exciting things you guys have going on in the business. So, you know, you're you're really jumping into this new acquisition channel at a great time because personally, you guys have a couple of things. You mentioned one, but there's even another one that that I think sounds like a, a future domination in your business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about that for a second? Yeah. So um, we're actually as a high level, we're trying to figure out what we are actually as a brand. Uh, we're still <laughs> new and it's like, how do we describe ourselves? And like you said, originally, you're a supplement company or a CPG company. 
I don't want to be GNC. That's kind of weird. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, love him to death for sell is a great guy, but I don't want to be first form. Like I don't want to be that supplement company. I want to be something more. And we find ourselves playing in the land of cows, coffee, and coconuts right now. That's kind of where it's at. So uh, I kind of half jokingly said we're a beverage enhancement company to somebody the other week, and I'm going to run with it because that's where it is. But um, coffee in the morning for sure. Um, so we have collagen, we have MCT. It's a powder. It's not an oil um, to tie it back to kind of our original statements. So you don't get weird shipping problems. <laughs> All that stuff, it was kind of plus up your morning, plus up your smoothie, plus up your coffee and like get ready to take on the day. Well, we ended up getting that and moving into the coffee space to basically own the breakfast set, which was super great. And it's been taking off and it's been really good. And obviously just released that single origin Mexican today, which is rad where we're going for the coconut side of things besides MCT though, is water enhancements. So we're going the hydration and it's uh, it's called bubs naturals, hydrate or die. And that's the trademark name. <laughs> um, and we're doing an a lemon orange and a coconut flavor. It will be the world's first organic hydration. Um, and we also have the highest electrolyte content, um, pushing 2000 milligrams per serving. Um, and it's about five ingredients. Um, cool. so that's, that's pack, the one, the one clincher yeah. is there's, there's no sugar in it. They, the sugar yeah. content comes from the coconut. So it's about that's seven awesome. grams of sugar, sugar per serving about 45 to 50 cows per serving, which is way different. Some of the other stuff on the market. And, um, Personally, I've had an endurance sports background. I was a semi-professional cyclist a decade ago and kind of pushed through CrossFit and long events and things like that. And I've been testing this stuff for the better half of a year and a half. And the final off the production line, I got a hold of it last week and took an 18 count bag back to my house from the office and it's gone. <laughs> and oh, I came man. back on Thursday and I was like, I didn't grab enough. This is a problem. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is honestly fantastic. I am so excited to launch it. And, you know, I was telling you guys before we started, I've had a lot of gut feelings about products and, and none of them specifically with our brand. It's always been like, yes, this will, this is cool. This will work. And I love this, but the true deep cut feeling of like, Hey, this is a disruptor. I finally have it around the hydration. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. We're just at the start, man. That's you guys, so really bubs is like the beverage troll haven. You got your coffee yeah. for your hot. You just give me some carbonated. Now I got my hydration. So when you troll yeah. around with all your beverages and then, bubs and then we get into ready to drink in cans and that's when you see us close the door. Cause we lost all our money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That is so great. So, well, cool. I will, again, really appreciate the time. And for sure. all the people out there, for affiliates right now, um, so actually one thing to do, if you get an idea of just the demographics that you're really looking for, so yeah. affiliates are interested in testing, um, you know, the offers you guys have on right now. Um, and then also it sounds like the lightning offer where it's not equipping great now, or sorry, not lightning, the hydration offer um, yep. where it's not on right now, we'll get that on once it launches. Yep. So you can have access to that for all the beverage troll lists that might be out there or anybody that wants to live a better life, but not necessarily work as hard to do it by keeping hydrated. That's a great way to go. So um, no, I think that that'd be awesome. Yeah. If you want to tell people about that, how they could um, start promoting um, and yeah, with, yeah, yeah with for sure. Lead, so obviously afterwards. on ClickBank, uh, no, just search Bubs Naturals on ClickBank and, and our offer should come up. 
Uh, currently, I believe it's a collagen with uh, with some cross sells, up sells, down sells on the back end. We will be pushing apple cider apple cider vinegar gummies as our next one, and then right after that will be hydration for the summer and you know for those beverage trolls out there. Demographics actually pretty simple as it sits right now. We are split fifty fifty male female and always have been since day one. I think um, for some of the folks that have lists and they're looking to shotgun they're a little more specific audience type. 55 plus females is going to be our jam. Um, and let's work, you know, with, with some of you guys out there, feel free to reach out to us and just let us know what you need specifically. If you guys have an audience, we want to work with folks. And, um, you know, one of the things that I told Lauren and Lori on this, and, and I want to carry it through and make sure that everybody knows we're here to be partners with people. All the boats rise and fall with the tide. The last thing we want to do is get somebody to shotgun an offer and then forget about them, or they tarnish their list because of something we did, or it was kind of a you know a half loaded a half loaded uh, system before it got out there. Like we really want to work deep with everybody and create meaningful relationships with our partners on ClickBank, off ClickBank, wherever. Um, so please reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to work shoulder to shoulder with you guys. This isn't one of those set it and forget it kind of things. Yeah, not the crockpot of affiliate marketing, but the curated five-course meal. That's the, the pressure kind of cooker. affiliate relationship. <laughs> I, 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 I hope we can maintain that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Show up and just eat. That's all you have to do yep. with us. So um, that sounds great. Well, again, TJ, really appreciate the time. Uh, appreciate all your listeners as well. So continue. Please go check out this stuff. Promote it. As well as um, I would say the other thing too, maybe reach out to you guys if you have, if you're an e-com brand and you are thinking about making that same leap into a different better, I'll just say a better form of acquisition that would be a great layer to add on to your business. Um, I think they'd be a great resource to talk to and maybe, you know, yeah. work with and, and grow together, right? So um, please reach out. Also, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all the things that we're, you're supposed to do and reach out to us if there's other things or other people you'd like us to talk to or conversations you'd like to have. We always like to listen and change things up. Um, with that, though, until next time, we look forward to helping you grow your business. And what do we tell the people and show the light for, Thomas? What is it? Happy scaling, everybody. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, thanks, until TJ. next time. <laughs> yeah, see you. Love it.